You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, an intuitive oracle card reader and energy healer. Today, I'm going to be talking about a book that has become a huge spirit crumb for me, uh, which is The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. It's a book from 1993. So this book was written as a fictional book, but within it is some very real advice for life that I think really hits home for right now. I just want to start talking, first of all, on something that I kind of touched on last episode, which is how this is a spirit crumb for me. So as I had mentioned in previous episodes, my mom had read this book when I was younger, which would have been in the early to mid 90s. And it was something that I was always aware of. I read it and have reread it a few times. Um, and it's something that I come back to. And for me, it's it's a very... I guess you could say it's almost like a regular ritual where I have to read it every few years and see what I get from it because like most books, if it's one that means a lot to us, we get something different each time. And it's been on my shelf since um, the last time I read it, which was I think when I first moved into this apartment. So I would say like 2017. And when I kept looking over at my shelf in like November, December, I was always drawn to that book. And so whenever that happens, like I've talked about before, when I get more frequent synchronicities for something, I realize it's going to be important. So over Christmas and before then, I had mentioned it to my mom a couple times that I wanted to read it again and asked if she wanted to read it. And when I came back after the holidays, there was a day that I did an interview with Joanna from uh, Spirits Spiritual Soul Discovery, that podcast. Uh, we talked about spirit crumbs. And after that meeting, I actually had another meeting with a, a classmate about our art projects. And we just were talking about what we had read over the holidays. And somehow, of course, through synchronicities, I ended up talking about the Celestine Prophecy. And that morning, I had just taken it finally off the shelf and put it in its um, in its queue, as I like to call it, for the next thing uh, that needs my attention right beside me. And after that, I said to that friend, I was like, you know what? I really now have to read this book because I was so excited when I was telling her about it. So I did start reading it and it was before I recorded any of these episodes for Spirit Crumbs. And I'm so glad that I started it first because it really confirmed for me and got me re-energized about the choice I made to 
create this podcast with Spirit Crumbs at the center because throughout this story, Spirit Crumbs, as they call them coincidences, of course, in the book, but Spirit Crumbs are essentially what lead everyone through their path. So now about the book, the book is about um, the main character who is a man who is feeling kind of restless and he meets with a friend who introduces him to the idea of this book. Um, It's a manuscript and within this manuscript, which is in Peru, he's in the United States, um, it's got nine insights about life and this path towards a better humanity and so what his friend explains to him is that this manuscript outlines how there's going to be a spiritual renaissance in consciousness as it's described and that it will unfold for individuals and then the collective and so these insights are kind of a step-by-step guide for how this is going to happen. And what I love about that is that that's kind of how we all start out on a spiritual awakening. Like even for myself, how I described, I just felt restless before I went back to school. And I just was like, there's something that just doesn't feel right anymore. You know, you feel like you're in a rut, but you just don't know what that next step is. Right. And that's kind of the feeling that they're talking about in this in this book and so i think that the fact that everyone in 2020 um most of us were taken out of our daily routine and then you start to look at your life differently because you now have a new perspective you're able to slow down or maybe for some people everything ramped up really fast maybe they ran out of time like maybe it was a parent who now had a child at home and so you start to realize how valuable your time is and you start to reevaluate life and think what do i really want to focus my energy and my time on and so this restlessness you know, we don't usually know what the next step is. We don't know where to go to get the answers. And for me, that's kind of where this whole idea of like spirit crumbs comes in, right? With the intuition followed by synchronicities and then the spirit crumbs and then looking back and realizing that there's this serendipity that runs all the way through. Um, And so With this book, um, what I want to do is break it up into each insight. And so do one episode per insight. This episode is just an overview of the general themes of the book and kind of my introduction to it. Um, And what I want to do is, I mentioned in the previous episode, I loved these series of podcast episodes on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday that she did with Eckhart Tolle, where they really broke down each chapter, each um, particular concept from The New Earth, which is another one of my favorite books. Um, And what is interesting too, is that the concept of A New Earth is coming up a lot right now because we're into now what they're what they call the age of Aquarius, where the focus is now shifting to the collective and to more intellectual concepts. And to me, this is 
a great time to kind of link anything that has this vision of a better version of humanity. Um, in fact, a few weeks ago on my Concrete and Crystals um, Instagram, I posted this card that's in the Rebecca Campbell Work Your Light deck called Lemuria. And it's about this society, this is humanity that existed and was in harmony with nature. And all of these concepts, just to me, if you take the best parts of all of these different theories and, um, you know, past civilizations and spiritual concepts, if you take the best parts of all of them and you start to live them yourself and then you lead by example, that's what starts to make a shift in the consciousness. And so when I started listening to these episodes of A New Earth, um, coincidentally, I just happened to be at a point where I was starting a new artistic project where I felt stuck and I needed something to listen to just that I would be able to leave on for a while because I'm very weird with podcasts where sometimes I like to pick and choose. Like I use the cue instead of like the actual playlist usually <laughs> because I like to just pick and choose. But I noticed that I hadn't really listened to all of the episodes of A New Earth and I had been meaning to read the book again and just hadn't had time. So I was like, this is perfect. And I put it on and listened to it and just ended up, I was so enthralled with the concepts and re revisiting them and realizing there were parts that I kind of missed when I read the book the last time. And through that process, I ended up coming up with one of the works that I was the most excited about. I loved that piece. I actually ended up basing um, a gallery show the next semester about it. Um, like from that starting point. So for me, I just was so excited about it. And there were people that I had been telling about the book for a while who I knew were not going to get around to buying it or reading it. Um, and it is, you know, sometimes I like listening to audiobooks when I can, but I'm the same way where sometimes I only have short chunks of time. So I sent it to a couple people actually who listened to it and really loved that format. So when I came across this book again, of course, it was at the time when I was still kind of outlining my concepts for my first episodes of Spirit Crumbs. And I realized that this was a great opportunity to be able to share the insights from this book in that format. So each insight can be an episode and then um, I can chat a little bit about what that means to me in terms of Spirit Crumbs and um, how we can maybe look at that at this time, because even though this was written in 1993 and it talks about how everything's going to start at the end of the 20th century, um, you know, it takes time for anything to take hold of. It's going to involve, you know, a global shift. So I think that now we're kind of at the stage where everyone has been taken out of their routine in some point, in some way, like I was saying, and um, in in order to reevaluate, sometimes we, we, again, like I said, for other things, we just don't know where to start. So I thought after I just binged this book very quickly, um, that I would share these insights, because I think that everyone will get different things from it. Everyone will be at different points in this path. But it really is a great just 
way to start thinking about life differently. Obviously, it's a fictional book, but for me, I take it, I don't read a lot of fiction, to be honest. I actually read mostly nonfiction. So for me to come back to a book multiple times, that's not one of my nonfiction books, um, just goes to tell you that I do, I do really, really um, believe in the concepts in this book. Um, I almost consider it just a nonfiction book. Um, and what I mentioned before was that the story is also a story. It's just that it's a journey of one man's experience of finding these insights. And I don't want to spoil that because I do think that it's something that people will really appreciate having the time to read themselves at some point. And like I said, I forgot about parts of that story too when I was rereading it. And there's also a film uh, that was made by, about this book. So there's lots of ways that you can encounter the story part of it. But I think even hearing the insights from my perspective and my just my own summary, this, you know, it's my own version of like from how I understand it, right? So everyone will benefit, I think, from eventually encountering it in other ways. But just in case someone isn't going to encounter it in other ways, at least the main points I think I'm covering. Uh, but I'm not going to cover the, the story part of it. Uh, just the insights. Um, but basically, the book is about a manuscript, like I said, of insights. And what's really an underlying current throughout the book is um, people's relationships to each other and to nature needing a significant shift. Um, and throughout the book as well, something else is that the church, so this takes place in Peru, most of it, because that's where the manuscript is discovered and um it's kind of in pieces that's why it's a manuscript it's not like a, a finished book and so the idea is that people from all around the world are through synchronicities finding out about this book and they're going to per peru to find the manuscript and they're finding it in pieces and so it's really interesting to see how this main character meets people and how he finds out different ways that other people have come to the same point that he's at. So for me, that is, again, a great a, a example of like the serendipity and synchronicity happening. And the church is against this because... The church believes that it is contradicting the church's teachings. Um, and the way it's described at one point is that the church believes that the manuscript is, you know, contradicting it, whereas the belief by anyone who fully understands these concepts within the insights within the manuscript um, believes that it actually clarifies and, and puts an actual tangible step to the spiritual teachings. And that, in fact, the church is ignorant to the spiritual knowledge because it's, it's allowing other, it's allowing people to find their own truth and that faith and the church believes that faith alone should be the guiding, um, guiding, source of knowledge, I guess, or the guiding principles. And so for me, I, I, you know, I said I did go to Catholic school, but there were a lot of the teachings from school that I didn't really resonate with. And 
there were some that I did, but I feel I even as a child felt that a lot of times it was very like fear based in some ways where like, you know, we had confession and like as a kid having to think of like all the bad things that you did and like admit them to someone that you don't really know. <laughs> it was always like weird to me. Um, because I thought to myself, well, why am I supposed to like pray at home if I have to then go and like embarrass myself? So I know there's a lot of people that have feel that this ritual is um, maybe a healing thing for them. And that's great. Um, but myself as a kid, the part that I liked about church and about, you know, I guess Catholicism in general was not so much the teachings of it so much as the feeling that I would get if we like went to church specifically for like a mass at night when it was like candles, which didn't happen often. My family didn't go like every week or anything, but for special occasions for the evening masses when there were candles and there was just this sense of like peace and community and there's this reverence for, um, the time and like that day of everyone gathering and i think that that's like the spiritual undercurrent of every religion you know this idea of uniting people and finding ways that we are similar and really coming together to celebrate something and seeing the best in people and those are all things that you know, I would feel in those moments and I liked them. And then, you know, we would go to school and it was always like a struggle to get us to like want to go to mass, right? Because you just had to sit in like an uncomfortable floor and like listen to a long talk. And, you know, there were, of course, stories from the Bible that I always really found fascinating. And to be honest, most of them were about Jesus as a healer, like having healed people and created these miracles and I guess now looking at it it's like anything that involved like manifestation or the manipulation of energy like even the fact that that Jesus just like disappeared you know like I was always like where did he go um how did he do that so I think that there is truth to every religion there's there's something to come from it and so reading this book it was another aspect that I, I never really thought a lot about the religious aspect, I guess, when I read it before. But this time in particular, I think with how many polarities we have going on in the world, that's something that really stuck with me was like kind of thinking about how the church in the book is so stuck on their specific way of accessing spirituality, that they're not open to hearing about other experiences or other possible teachings or wisdom from other sources. So I'm really looking forward to digging into each of these insights with you because I honestly really, I guess really was meant to read it at this time because I think it's so relevant for today um, in the world and what's happening. And also with my podcast, just, you know, the underlying themes of um, synchronicity and coincidences that are throughout the book. So next episode, we will be talking about the first episode. And I just wanted to give you the list of what they are called. So you kind of have an idea of where we're going in the next nine episodes. 
So there is a critical mass, the longer now, a matter of energy, the struggle for power, the message of mystics, clearing the past, engaging the flow, the interpersonal ethic, and the emerging culture. So you can kind of have a hint of what is to come. Next episode will be the first insight, which is called A Critical Mass. And it starts with talking about in an unconscious restlessness that begins this whole process and the whole book. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to sharing these insights with you and hearing your experiences and how you feel about them. So again, thank you so much and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.